Good morning. It is 7.40 and it is Devin. And Esme. And we are joined here in the studio uh, by the president and CEO for Hawaiian Airlines, Peter Ingram. Hello, Peter. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, sir. It's nice to see you. It's nice to see Nice to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's, there's a lot going on. And yes. uh, we want to get to uh, all of it. So uh, Esme, uh, why don't you take it away Yes, no, absolutely. So we've brought uh, Peter Ingram here uh, with Hawaiian Airlines uh, to talk in our Kumukukua segment because, you know, Hawaiian Airlines obviously is uh, Hawaii's largest airline in a, in a state that is so dependent on tourism. And uh, so we know a lot of stuff is going on over there and uh, we'd love to hear an update and uh, just, you know, kind of uh, let us know how... Uh, the airline has been facing the challenges now with the COVID-19 pandemic and the lockdown. Yeah, I mean, I mean we're, we're dependent on tourism here. Mm-hmm. We're, we're dependent on travel. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is the most isolated, populated place in the world. And so our ability to connect to the rest of the world is really driven by people being able to travel and have mobility. And so it's it's devastating to us to not be able to do that right now and to not be able to um, to offer uh, travel, not have any demand for it. So uh, it really has been a roller coaster for us over the, the past month. Uh, I have I have been amazed every day as as things have developed. You know, I, mm-hmm. I remember back the, near the end of January, uh, we were on an earnings call reporting our fourth quarter results, and it was right around the time we were really just starting to hear about um, what was going on in China and in Wuhan. And we don't fly to China, but it was starting to affect our uh, Korea business mm, uh, a little market. bit, and yeah. then uh, and then Japan after that. Um, but it's been you know really one hit after another since then, and I don't think we we had any idea how to anticipate where things have developed to the point where you know as of as of today we're um, we're basically um, basically shut down we're we're operating four round trips a day to each of the um, the big neighbor island uh, markets so Hilaconia, Lahui, uh, Kap- uh, uh, Kahului. Uh, we've got um, just bare bones connection to Lanai and Molokai, and we've got um, two flights to the U.S. mainland, one to uh, Los Angeles and one to San Francisco. And, and really, those flights are carrying more cargo than they are uh, people right mm. now. So, that, it, And that compares to how many flights you might normally fly in that period. Uh, our, we look at it on our available seat miles is, is a stat we use, and we're, we're down about 95% from wow. what we would uh, we would normally be doing. So mm. it mm-hmm. is. Uh, and, and, and obviously... Um, for us, um, you know, our our inventory disappears uh, every day. We, you know, if we if we don't sell inventory today, that that revenue doesn't get put on a shelf, and we can sell it again tomorrow. So, if you think about our business, last year we did about two point eight billion dollars of revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, that's seven and a half million dollars a day that's not coming in right now, and of course our our expenses are still going out. So. You, you know, we're obviously our whole team is really conscious of of the global pandemic mm-hmm. and the health emergency that we're all in. And we understand we need to to do our part, but from a business standpoint, um, we've got to figure out how to how to hold it all together so that so that we have uh, a business that's able to employ 
uh, all the people that we're employing or as many of the people as we're employing as we possibly can when we get to the other side of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Especially because a lot, of them, a lot of them are related to us or are friends of <laughs> ours or, yes. you know, and things like that. How um, many, you have how many employees at Hawaiian Airlines? We have about 7,500 employees. And how many are working now? Um, so r- right now we haven't we haven't laid anybody off, okay. and this wow. is this is one of the amazing. Um, y- yeah, yeah. It, it, it is, and 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 part of that has been uh, enabled by the prospect of having some federal government support um, coming in, and that's actually one of the conditions of of one of the federal um, grants that we have applied for is that it is payroll protection, and and it. it uh, a condition of that is that we keep people on. That's great. We've got a lot of people. I think about forty percent of our folks have accepted um, some form of voluntary leave, and and that can be you know for a month at a time or two months at a time. Some people have cakey they need to take care of. Some people, um, really, it's been heartwarming and how people recognize they just want to help uh, the the company the best they can, and they they've said I can I can afford to take a little bit of time away and help uh, preserve the company so that we can come back and be strong mm-hmm. when we get to the other side of this. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess part of it, too, is for me, I just thought, wow, Peter, kind of you, you kind of just came on to this. Into this job. I mean, you've been here for a little while, but it's not like you've been here for like 20 years as the CEO and the president of Hawaiian Airlines. And so I'm thinking this is a remarkable time to be doing this job. Yeah, for so you. I've been with Hawaiian for about fifteen years. Fifteen years, okay. Uh, but but just in the last two years right, as the right. as the yeah. CEO, mm-hmm. um, and and I've been in the airline industry for about twenty five years, and and I I should have known by this point um, that you've never seen everything. <laughs> uh, I, I was at American Airlines during uh, during nine eleven, and oh, okay. and we thought. Um, that was obviously a horrible, horrible event, yeah. and we thought demand could never get worse than that when we were shut down for, for four days and then spent a couple of years um, really digging out of it before demand came back. Everyone I talked to in the industry who has been through this has said, um, from the impact on the airline business, um, this is actually worse than yeah. that, and mm-hmm. and we're, you know, we're really... Um, largely, I, I think if you look at the national stats right now, um, the people going through TSA checkpoints is one way they measure it. It's down about 95% over what it was the same wow. day last mm. year, and we've been that way for a week. And, um, you know, you look at New York and you look at Seattle and, and uh, places that have been hit very, very hard, um, you do have to wonder how long it's going to take for for things to get back to something that resembles the normal that that we all thought of just five or six weeks ago. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I you know I heard a projection, uh, uh, and I'd, I'd have to go track down that report again. But somebody was talking about um, on one of the news reports that Hawaii's economy may not come back to even a, a semblance of normal for about a year and a half. How, how do you address that? You, you know, you know, I I really don't know. Mm. This is there. There's there's no historical precedent yeah, for what we're going really through. I mean, that. I think if yeah. we wanted a historical precedent, you, mm. you'd, you'd go to the the Spanish flu 
1918. And uh, to be honest... I, I didn't know much about the Spanish flu until I Googled it last right. week because right, I, right, right. I was Suddenly we all know something. about the Spanish flu, yes. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, yes. But, 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 you know, our, our world was so so different at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, Hawaiian Airlines, we just celebrated our 90th anniversary last year. We've been around since 1929. Yeah. For, from, from our standpoint... 1918, there really was no commercial aviation. You know, this wasn't this wasn't even an industry that existed, and mm-hmm. I, and so, I I, I think it is uh, it is hard to predict. I I think in the short term, um, we are rightly focusing on what we need to do to uh, to keep everybody uh, healthy if they're healthy to mm-hmm. um, to make sure that um, people who have um, come down with the disease have proper care. Uh, available to them mm-hmm. um, to you know to make sure that the cities that are are really devastated like like New York you were just reading some of the stats yeah. before we came on mm-hmm. it, it's it's incredible um, to to think about um, and and we've we've got to get through this short term period but but I think as someone who uh, you know, feels a responsibility for those 7,500 people working for Hawaiian Airlines mm-hmm. and feels a responsibility for the 90-year legacy of this company, we do have to think about how do we uh, come out of this? How do we rebuild? How do we uh, help move forward beyond this? And, and it, it's not something we're going to be able to decide by ourselves. We're going to have to work with other people in this community. We're going to work closely with other people in our industry and with the federal government and and we're, we're just going to have to um, figure out how to get our way through it and there's no roadmap for us mm. to go and say well yeah let's do what we did five years ago because that worked well this is this is different yeah. than anything yeah. we've ever seen yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. That's what we're finding out 94 7 kumu kokua because Kumu cares. 7.54, and uh, it's Devin. And Desmi. And uh, Peter Ingram joining us. Uh, he is the president and CEO of Hawaiian Airlines. It's uh, nice for him to join us and talk story. And Esme's doing the Facebook Live thing now. <laughs> um, by the way, if, if any of you uh, don't know uh, Mr. Ingram, he is also a, a very tall gentleman. And Esme and I are not, so trying to get him in the shot with us has been quite the challenge here. But, but we're doing what he can. Yes, uh, and, uh, and if we can. Yes, All right, I've been told I have a face for radio anyway. So you do uh, maybe not. It's no, you're doing great, man. You're doing great. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna actually uh, uh, take a moment. I'm gonna and, and again, if you're just joining us, um, you can also check out our Facebook Live because I do have that running now. Sorry, I didn't have it running earlier because we okay. were a bit busy. Uh, but uh, you can also watch our interview mm-hmm. with Peter Ingram mm-hmm. uh, on our Facebook and right now. if you now. have questions for uh, Mr. Ingram or for us, you can mm-hmm. always uh, give it to us on Facebook. You can yes. email it as, to us. Or you can also uh, give us a call 947-5868. Mm-hmm. I know um, one of the things that people were asking about was, um, you know, keeping the plane safe and uh, how they're doing cleaning and all of that kind of stuff. Because uh, I've seen a couple shots of them, the, the plane sort of lined up on the on the tarmac and you just go wow they're just sort of sitting there mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. ju- just wanted to ask you uh, maybe for a follow-up on that like how are you guys doing complete cleanings of the planes is, is all that so it, yeah. it is a sad uh picture for uh for us of seeing yeah. all those airplanes uh lined up they're they're not doing what they're intended to do when they're just uh, just parked there mm-hmm. uh outside our offices are right across the street from 
uh, Honolulu Airport, and so we can we can see them from the window, and and it is kind of eerie to uh, to look at that. Um, we have we have regular um, cleaning protocols, and and we have we have obviously um, reviewed those over the course of of this developing um, crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the long haul flights are cleaned and disaffected after uh, after every um, flight. Um, we use we use you know cleaners that are recommended and approved by the CDC to kill uh, all germs and viruses, and and so we're we're comfortable with. The procedures we had, but but in a situation like this, you obviously um, double down and intensify it uh, it more. On right. our neighbor island flights, every time they come into Honolulu, they go through that same sort of cleaning. Um, modern aircraft, people always think that oh, you know, the air the air is uh, you know recirculated air is the is the the story you hear, and that that that's a place where people get sick. We we don't have any evidence that people were getting sick on airplanes, even when we were flying. Um, full airplanes um, and part of that is because there are actually modern aircraft have the, you know that these uh, HEPA these high efficiency particulate air filters that are the same sorts of filters that you have in places like hospitals so mm-hmm. um, so the the air is actually very clean outside air that comes into uh, the airplane goes through these filters um, we as we were winding down to our now very reduced uh, operation here in, in the last little while. We were just rolling out a new initiative where we were, we were starting to hand out um, sanitizers and wipes to people and it took us a little while to procure them because everyone in the world yeah, was trying to, right. to, trying to procure sanitizers and wipes <laughs> right now. Uh, but we were going to hand those out to um, to guests as they come on the airplane so that they could um, just have that extra measure of comfort. It's not that we weren't comfortable with our cleaning, but I think um, people, uh, I started to see it when I was flying in, in early March on a couple of flights to the mainland. People were taking their cleaning into their own hands. You know, they would mm. sit down in the seat and they'd want to go and, and get wipe the tray table down, and right, wipe yeah. do the armrests. Mm-hmm. And and um, that is that is something I think as we... Uh, as we do get to a point, and we will, I just don't know exactly when, when we're, we're flying a more robust schedule again, I, I think what we would like to see is um, that we can do some things to give people that extra measure of comfort and security mm-hmm. um, so that they know that they can, they can trust um, the airplane they're getting on and the crew they're getting on the same way they trust us about, about safety. You, you, you know, our, our industry has such a fantastic safety record that we have built over time and when you see um, that uh, captain and first officer on the front of the airplane you you just know that you should feel comfortable and that's the same way we want to feel about all of the safety of our operations mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. Well, is? yeah do you have any other no, questions? no, I'm glad. I'm so I'm really, really glad to hear about She's that. She's reading through How about all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. And I'm trying to. I'm, a bunch of our uh, Kumu <laughs> listeners jumped on right as soon as I started to post ah, that. There uh, we go. So they are uh, all uh, saying hello, and uh, uh, several people are saying thank you so much for spending the time to answer questions about uh, what's sure. happening with Hawaiian Airlines. Um, so can you talk also about like for the employees who are still flying, like what kinds of um, measures are being taken by Hawaiian Airlines to make sure that the employees are safe and then also in case of any kind of uh, infection risk that they're not, you know, uh, 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 spreading the risk to, I guess, to passengers as well. 
Yes. Yeah, so, so this is something we've been um, we've been dealing with for a while. As this, you know, as we were talking in the first segment, mm-hmm. that, you know, this really started with some of our Asia flights and concerns at, at that time. Uh, and we unfortunately have had a couple of incidents where we've been notified after a flight that someone who was traveling on the flight um, was diagnosed as COVID nineteen positive uh, afterwards. Oh, wow. And and so in those cases, we, we've got a a, a protocol um, that we go through. Um, we we um, that that protocol gives giving the the passenger list and the people who are sitting in the vicinity of that individual to the CDC, and then it's state departments of health that are responsible for communicating to those. We're responsible for communicating with our crews, and what we've done in those cases is we've just taken the precaution of saying, um, and this was this goes back to early March was the first one of these uh, that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, um, go home, um, self-monitor at home for two weeks. If you don't have any symptoms, um, that's great. Take your temperature, uh, and two weeks with pay, uh, no questions asked, and make sure um, that we're taking care of our people. Mm, and and as the crisis uh, mounted over a period of months, we had a number of crews that were in that um, that self isolation mode, and and some of our agents as well at the airports. Fortunately, none of those people that we have withdrawn from service for those reasons um, developed uh, the disease. Oh, and thank so goodness. that's that's good. Knock oh, on wood. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, and so you know we're we're asking our people just. Use those common sense measures too. You know, wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to wear a mask, wear wear a mask. I think we're all wearing masks now. They, you know, this was this was not as common two or three weeks ago because yes. everything right, keeps yeah. changing yeah. on us. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we're we're trying to give as much comfort as possible. But but I, I, I our folks our our folks are human beings. They're they're nervous as well. This mm-hmm. is a situation none of us has seen. Yes. So so there there is anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm glad that they're taking all those steps and you're taking all those steps to keep everybody safe. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Wonder if you can also talk about now (laughs) turning the focus a little bit to the consumers, your passengers. Um, I think Devin was talking about this earlier about existing ticket holders some people plan their trips way way ahead and I'm um, raising my hand because that's my wife. (laughs) We had we were actually supposed to fly out in May. And now Mm, not so much. Uh, No, actually, California will watch BTS. But every time we fly, yeah. we fly Hawaiian. Mm-hmm. So Thank it was like, you. how do we do this? <laughs> how do we cancel? So she had to jump online and you know, or yeah. make calls or do whatever. So yeah. Do you have any advice for for current ticket holders? So so, so if you've got um, travel coming up and you want to uh, want to change your plans, um, you can you can do that. We've waived a change fees mm-hmm. uh, in in this period, and so so you can um, you know use that. As a credit for a future trip, you can reserve that trip now, or you can just maintain the credit, and that'll okay. be available for you for uh, for a future trip. Unfortunately, uh, and we, well, I hate to have to admit this, but I do have to admit this. Over the last several weeks, we've mm-hmm. had a real rush of people calling into the phone lines, and so there's often been um, really intolerably long um, waits to mm-hmm. get uh, get a hold of a representative. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that is. We're working through that backlog now as things are are stabilizing, and so things should be getting better. But it, it hasn't been a situation that we're we're proud of. But mm-hmm. but the the best thing to do, I would say, is 
uh, if it is a more simple adjustment, you, you may be able to handle it online, and and that um, those self-service options work very well. If you do have to call our reservations, please call our reservations. And if you can't get through, we've set up some quick forms so that um, people can leave us their information and okay. we can work through that backlog over time as we've had to, to deal with processing. Yeah, I mean, oh, once okay. again, this was not something that was... Uh, uh, planned for. Oh, it's, well, you yeah, know, nobody you can't, can. Yeah, yeah, you can't say, okay, we're going to go from everybody flying to 95% of the flights are done uh, and not expect to have a whole bunch of stuff to try to figure out. Yeah, so. that's right. We used to have an operations guy who he used the phrase all the time, you can't build the church for Easter Sunday, <laughs> uh, which is ironic <laughs> to say this week because we're going to have a bunch of empty churches on oh, each Easter right, Sunday. Yeah. No, that's true. Uh, but, um, but yeah, that that is... That's one of the challenges we've been facing, that, that we have some parts of the, the operation um, that are really have no workload right now. Mm. And we have other um, places like our scheduling team or like our, our reservations team that have just been slammed with, right? with, with way more volume. Mm. One of the great heartwarming stories for us is as we, we had these challenges, uh, our call center also had challenges in their area with not being able to get people to, to work. We put out a call for volunteers at a time when people might be, you know, hunkering down and yeah. just wanting to worry about themselves and their family. Within hours, we had over 100 volunteers to come wow. in and spool up a, a, an additional call center in our headquarters. And it was, it was wow. literally operating for a while. Um, ten feet away from my desk was a bunch of people taking uh, <laughs> taking calls wow. and trying to work through some of these requests, getting yeah. really quick training. So it was really on, really on nice a, to see people volunteer on a volunteer that. basis. The allegiance by your employees to the company is something. That's pretty we amazing. have we have the best people in the world. Mm. They're they're fantastic. They oh, give wow. me a, they give me an incredible amount of energy. <laughs> and speaking of, since we were talking about the online ticket changes, I did hop on uh, their website, Hawaiian mm. Airlines website, and uh, indeed there is a, a quite an extensive. Uh, number of pages here with information on how to cancel your ticket online or make reservation changes. So that is possible for you if you can't get through the phone lines. We're, we're looking forward to getting to the point where we can make that less prominent on the website. Because <laughs> uh, it's front and center right that's now. That's what people are yes. calling us for yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 94.7 Kumu Kokua. Because Kumu cares. 8-11 on this uh, Wednesday morning. We are happy to have with us uh, President and CEO of Hawaiian Airlines, uh, Mr. Peter Ingram, with us. Um, I was told by a little birdie that uh, we needed to uh, give you condolences for No March Madness. Apparently, you are a huge basketball fan. <laughs> you would have been playing my Gonzaga Bulldogs, by the way. Yeah, well, at some point uh, time. and, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a Duke Blue Devil fan. So, the, <laughs> so the last time we played Gonzaga was in uh, in uh. Maui not too long ago. No, no, you won that one. You won that one. Uh, but uh, but yeah, this is um, this is normally March is just about my favorite time of year. I love my yeah. Duke Blue Devils. I w- I went there for grad school. My daughter's a senior there now. And actually, before everything shut down, the last big public event that I got to go to when we were still allowed to gather mm-hmm. in public mm-hmm. was the Duke North Carolina basketball game oh this year gosh. so I did have a wonderful experience there. So uh, you being that you have a family as well I mean how has that been for you uh, you know if your daughter's at Duke and you got to bring them home and I mean doing all that kind of stuff was that was that a little maddening for you as well a little so, nerve inducing? So um, they're, they're actually they're actually not home right oh. now it's my, my wife and I are are home we've got a a son who is a freshman and he's in Michigan and he's actually 
um, living at a friend's place oh. uh, right now, finishing mm-hmm. the year out online. Okay. Um, my daughter, who's a senior at Duke, is uh, oh, is senior. Senior, yeah, no graduation. They they promise they're going to give uh, do a graduation uh, sometime in the future. I don't know if it'll be mm. in the winter or next year, but they're gonna they're gonna try and give the kids something. So mm. it's too bad. It's it's a it's a bad year. It's a tough year to be uh, to be a senior. Oh, man. Uh, but she's she's got an off campus apartment that she's been living in for the last month. And part of the reason they stayed on the mainland instead of coming home is their online classes. If they came back here to be at 2 a.m. and 4 a.m., their online classes. Oh, right. So oh, at least right. they got yeah. places yeah. To, to stay because they're you know six hours different. And then we have one other daughter who is uh, who is self isolating. Uh, she's working now and she's uh, she's. Uh, um, living in uh, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and uh, and talking to her mom all the time. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I, yeah, that, that, that I think for uh, for Esme and myself, we both have kids, so I, I can't imagine uh, having my kids not be near me mm-hmm. and be going through this. Mm-hmm. That, that part of it kind of just makes me a little nervous. Yeah, that would be very, very frustrating yeah, and, yeah. and nerve-wracking. Sorry, we're, we're getting into the personal here, but you know, <laughs> we, we also I, I think we, uh, it's important for people to know that uh, you know you are the president and the CEO, but you're also your husband and your father, and you know you, mm-hmm. you're having the same worries that the rest of us are worried about uh, in this time as well. We're all just folks. Yeah. 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 No yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> speaking of all just folks, so then, you know what I was curious about is Hawaiian Airlines. Now, now again, uh, for those of you who are just joining us uh, earlier, Peter Ingram was talking about how Hawaiian Airlines, the flights are down like really dramatically and then like 90 percent, 95 percent of your yeah. flights now are down. And uh, but nevertheless, you guys are doing something kind of uh, interesting for our healthcare workers. Can you kind of explain that? Yeah. So so one of the things people have asked us this week is, is why are you flying at all? Yeah, and and there there's a few reasons why we fly. I just talked about my my kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, people there are there are residents of Hawaii who are not in Hawaii right mm-hmm. now, and at some point they're going to want to come back, and they're going to need air travel to come back. We're bringing cargo in on our flights, mm-hmm. and connections between the islands are important. And mm-hmm. so, and one of the the things that we've done is we've pared down our schedule. We actually talked um, to. Uh, the mayors and you, you know we talked about why we're maintaining service and and they have encouraged us to to keep service because they need it they need people to travel between this week what we did is we um, we partnered with some uh, medical uh, organizations and and said on those neighbor island flights we're going to provide um, free transportation for people uh, in these organizations who do need to travel as part of their job to take care of people to take care of the the health needs mm. of our community mm-hmm. and uh, and and that's that's something that that you know it's really great for us to be a part of. Mm. We, we we are we're 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 a business and a corporation. We've got a lot of employees, but we're part of a community as well. And we want to make sure that in a in a time of need, we're there to uh, to help out our community and mm. be a part of it. That's my awesome. friend actually related to that. My friend Sue just uh, messaged to ask, can that kind of benefit be extended to regular people who might not be medical workers or, or can Hawaiian Airlines consider this, that if you're not a medical worker but you are, you can prove that you have to go to a neighbor island to take care of somebody? Um, that, that's, that's something we can, we can look at. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that makes it easier working with these medical organizations is we can, we can figure out Certified. who people are and get yeah. them on the mm-hmm. list and, and register that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but we've got a... We've got, uh, community relations team and our team Kakua group that does a lot of volunteer work in the community. They've been working with um, uh, 
Lanakila Meals on Wheels mm-hmm. and and the, the, you know the other organizations delivering food right now. So if if we get that input into our community uh, relations team, we can we can certainly evaluate those sorts okay. of things. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you you know so now spinning forward because I I know earlier in this conversation we were talking about how it's I mean we're in unprecedented times. No nobody could see this coming. Nobody could see how yeah. how it was going to be, but. Do you think that this is going to change the way the, the the fact that you know we're having to prepare and now deal with all the challenges of COVID nineteen? How in what ways is this going to change the airline industry permanently or Hawaiian Airlines operations permanently? What will we see as consumers moving forward? How will it be different after all this is over? Yeah, so it, it, it is something um, that we don't have all the answers yet, but mm-hmm. we have started thinking about. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as, as part of our um, trade organization, we've obviously been working together with, with other airlines. One of the things um, that I can tell you some of the, the big business-oriented airlines are thinking about is everyone's um, getting more comfortable right now with, with Teams and with Zoom, and mm-hmm. is there going to be less demand for some travel, for some of the purposes that people traveled for? Mm-hmm. I still believe um, that people um, people do like the connection of being able to go see different places and see different things and travel. And one of the things about our business that is um, resilient is um, you cannot teams your vacation you cannot zoom your vacation you know you want to go to right. some place and experience different things and different people and different cultures i think the sensitivities around um hygiene and sanitation are going to uh, are going to increase and people will have higher expectations on us i think for a period of time at least you, you know we're probably 12 to 18 months away from a vaccine we're, we're going to have to uh, have some way of making sure people can um, feel safe that we're not uh, transmitting this particular virus. And, and you look at, at Asia, um, they have different protocols that are in place around temperature checks and some other things that you go through in the airports um, because, uh, you know, largely because they went through something like SARS, which mm-hmm. was much more, you know, we, it was in North America, but it, it didn't have nearly as profound an impact in North America as it did in Asia. And I think some of those um, practices may e- evolve over time. And that's something in the next, you know, the next couple of months and beyond, I think we're going to have to think about as we figure out how to reboot this thing and start up again and get to the point where, where we're all comfortable and safe traveling. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Absolutely. Do you have any other questions? No, I'm, yeah? I'm good. I'm just sitting back and listening to him talk and going, okay, that sounds really good. I like that idea. Yeah, no, that that makes me feel uh, at least a little bit more reassured because I, I do worry. I mean, everybody's going to worry, right, when they start flying again about, you know, about the safety and the hygiene uh, issues. So it's reassuring to know that you guys are talking about that. Yeah, we're, we're, we're absolutely talking mm-hmm. about it. And one thing I, I would just say, um, y- you know, again, um, our airplanes, our airplanes are safer. We wouldn't fly them. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, we're grounding them now because um, there's there's no purpose for us to fly. Sure. Um, the only other reason we would ground our airplanes is because the government told us we had to ground our airplanes, and that'd be the federal government that would have the authority to do that, mm-hmm. or because we determined that flying wasn't safe. Right. And, right, and right. that that's that's what can put airplanes on the ground. We believed. 
throughout the last month that we could fly safely. We didn't have any evidence that people were getting sick on our airplanes. Mm -hmm. But it is the psychology, in my mind, as much as um, as the safety. And, and, of course, the concerns in the community are about not necessarily that someone's going to get the disease on the airplane, but someone with the disease from somewhere else is going to travel here. And that's that's what's um, that's what's mm. gutted the demand for the mm -hmm. business now. Well, and that's, mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned something that's very interesting. There has been no federal mandate to not fly. This has been kind of mm -hmm. the airlines as a whole, as a community, just saying, you know what, we're just not going to fly. Right. Or yeah. A, the demand is down. But right, right, right. B, right. it's just... It, it's just safer. People can't, you know, we want to make sure that everybody's... Well, given that, so then, so what, Peter, if I can ask you, what do you think of, so the mayor, Honolulu and uh, Kauai and Maui's mayors have asked uh, President Trump, they, they wrote that letter, right? Yeah. Asking President Trump to stop non-essential yeah. travel into the islands. Do you think that was a good idea? You, you know, I, I think it's it's so hard to separate out non-essential from essential. And, mm -hmm. and you, you know, I, I said earlier, the, the the reason we're flying right now is is not economics. Mm -hmm. It would it would probably be better for our bottom line. Our bottom line is not in great shape, but it would probably be better if we just cut out all the spending entirely because mm -hmm. there's there's so few people on mm -hmm. on the airplanes. Mm -hmm. We do feel like there are things that we can do that are helpful, whether that is transporting essential workers, whether that is bringing in cargo at a time when cargo capacity is down because airplanes are not flying as much. So um, I, I don't think that a, a full shutdown is necessary. I do think that, um, that you, you know, I know there's some reports about, well, there's still visitors coming in. Mm -hmm. Visitors are down well, well over 90%. Yeah. And, you know, I think there was 133 um, yesterday. There, there would normally be... 30,000 yes. people on these airplanes, mm -hmm. and we're mm -hmm. in the hundreds. There, there's, there are fewer visitors on these flights than there are crew members. There's actually more of the traffic is residents. It's people mm -hmm. trying to return home mm -hmm. to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't think we want to deny people the, the ability to return home at a time like mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You okay. know, um, looking at our live feed here, uh, we got a question from Yvette. Uh, says she bought tickets last December for travel in May. Uh, but now with the pandemic, of course, she can't travel. But the rules online says she has to use it one year from the purchase date. So that means she needs to use her flight by this December. So she's like, uh, how do I do that? So, so that that's something that's something we're actually looking at right now is is whether we we want to modify some of those rules. We had a discussion about this um, just just yesterday mm -hmm. whether we want to extend some of those yes, um, time frames. I just and, realized and we're so, one of those people that bought early too. So I'm like, ooh. So, what, and and we have we have also even even before sort of changing the rule, which is something we're we're actively looking at right now. Mm -hmm. We we are um, being flexible with people in in these times so mm -hmm. okay. so we do have rules and procedures that we go through and then we understand it's an extraordinary time and we try and have mm -hmm. some level of flexibility mm -hmm. as well because mm -hmm. serena also uh, uh, another uh, listener serena was asking about uh using her hawaiian miles yes because she used her hawaiian miles to purchase the trip how does that work i was going to ask that also because and and please correct me if i if i don't have this right but but the way that hawaiian miles work you have i think 18 months from the time that you earned them to use them, is that correct? So you, you, ha you have 
you have to have some activity in your account for 18 months. Mm, so if you've mm-hmm. got the uh, the Bank of Hawaii Hawaiian Miles okay, credit card, okay. you can use that card and that, mm-hmm. that starts your 18-month clock again. And then you use it again next okay. week and you start the clock again for all the miles okay. in the account. Okay. Okay. So okay. there's lots of ways to have activity. But we, we are recognizing there, there are some things we've already thought about that, you know, people who qualify for elite status that is predicated on they do a certain amount of flying during the year. Well, now they're not flying that much. Well, we're going to make adjustments for for those people and say, you, you know, we, we will we'll either extend the elite status time period or we'll drop the threshold. Um, so there, there are some things that we're doing within the Hawaiian Miles program to okay. provide a little bit more flexibility, make sure it's still as valuable to people as we want it to be. Okay. And taking into account that the, at this particular time, they, were, they, they may or may not be as active. Yeah. And so, yeah, okay, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's reassuring. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is there any, Peter, is there anything else that you wanted to let our, our listeners know about Hawaiian moving forward or, or any, any initiatives coming up that they should know about or anything at all? Well, it, look, it, we have we have a lot of initiatives that we were working on, and um, they're they're almost all entirely on the back burner mm-hmm. right now because mm-hmm. what we're really focused on is is how we weather um, this pandemic, um, how we make sure um, we fortify our company so that we are um, we are ready to emerge on the other side. Um, take care of our employees uh, during this difficult time period so that we're um, we're available to take care of our guests when we um, we have the opportunity to welcome our guests back again mm-hmm. that's fantastic good that's thank awesome. you all right Peter thank you so much for taking the time to thank do you. this because yeah you've got kind of a lot on your plate so uh, <laughs> yeah the fact that you would carve out some time to be with us uh, we, we really so much appreciate it uh, and on behalf of the listeners uh, thank you very much for answering their questions and stuff um, thank you so much and please thank keep you. us updated as things evolve yeah okay yeah great right. to be here thank Mahalo. you